Welcome. You're listening to Gravity Healthcare Hacks with your host, Melissa Brown, Chief Operating Officer from Gravity Healthcare Consulting and self-professed healthcare nerd. Monthly, we will provide industry expertise and tips to help keep your feet firmly on the ground in the world of healthcare. Hi, Ashley, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. I've heard some really exciting accomplishments and unique strategies that flagship rehabilitation has uh, used with PDPM, even in the height of COVID-19, and I wanted to share those results with our listeners today. But first, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your role at Flagship Rehab? Sure. Good morning, Melissa. I have been with Flagship Rehab for over 14 years now. I am a speech language pathologist by trade, and I love that role in my life. I love being a clinician first and foremost. Mm -hmm. At this moment, I am now the director of PDPM operations for Flagship Rehab. So that's been an exciting move in my career over the past year. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. I'm also a regional director. Um, I service the Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia, and District of Columbia in that role. Flagship uh, Rehabilitation is an excellent company, in my opinion. It is a family-owned and therapist-operated company, which I think is a very important aspect uh, of our company that makes us stand out above others because we really, truly understand the value of the services that we're trying to provide to our partners and our residents of their communities. Wow, that's great. It sounds like an amazing role to be a part of and a great company to be a part of as well. So uh, you mentioned you were the PDPM lead for flagship during this first PDPM year. What did that mean for you? It meant a lot of learning. It meant (laughs) a lot of analyzing data as it was coming in. It meant a lot of strategizing and figuring out the unknown. It was an uncharted territory that we all had to figure out as an industry. But overall, I am so happy with this new model. PDPM truly wants everyone that is taking care of our residents to think of the resident as a whole, um, not, a, not a number. We are now focused much more on quality-driven therapy as an industry. Flagship has always focused on quality, but as an industry whole, it is now quality-driven, not quantity-driven. Um, the fact that Therapy minutes are no longer the reason that a facility is reimbursed for their, for their care that they're providing. And instead, they're now being reimbursed for the actual care that is being provided on an individualized basis, I think has been an excellent move um, under PDPM and with Medicare. Absolutely. You know, I, I really like that strategy that flagship chose to employ. And I haven't heard a lot of other providers talking about having somebody who's dedicated for, to PDPM, both from an operations and also taking the compliance angle into perspective together in one holistic approach. So I think that's really smart. I agree with you that it really is about quality as we move forward. And I'm glad to hear that uh, flagship has been able to leverage your uh, understanding of PDPM to help move forward. You know, one of the things I really Really like to say about PDPM, the transition from rugs four to PDPM, is that it was kind of like chess to checkers. We're on the same playing board, we have the same playing pieces, but the same, but there are new rules and new strategies, and the old tactics will not make us successful. If we play chess, 
with checkers rules, we're not going to be successful. We will lose quickly. But if we adapt and um, change our approach, then we're going to be able to be super successful and uh, leverage the opportunities that are in front of us while continuing to provide outstanding care. I think that's one of the best things about PDPM is that it finally reimburses providers for um, uh, providing outstanding care to medically complex residents. And I think that's a real game changer and a change in the right direction for the industry. I agree with that, Melissa. I know that one of the proprietary tools created by Flagship in partnership with Gravity was a PT and OT snapshot and a speech therapy snapshot, and they've had some huge impact. Can you tell me what those tools were and why you guys created them? Absolutely. So the original tool that we created was the speech snapshot email. Myself, along with the speech clinical lead of Flagship, sat down and really looked at the data that we had had from the first two quarters of PDPM, not even quite actually, because we realized that speech was an underutilized regarding coding um, for CMGs area. We, we said we know that Medicare finally realized that speech really shouldn't just be lumped in with PT and OT. It's a very separate entity. Um, and we realized that I believe MDS and therapy were not 100% cohesive in ensuring that they were capturing all the areas that speech was providing and identifying for their residents. So those areas, um, as we should know, are speech language comorbidities, cognition, and dysphagia. And those are all very impactful in a resident's life. So Medicare said, hey, we're going to give you some credit for that. But we found that we just weren't capturing it accurately on the MDS. So what Flagship did is we developed what we call the speech snapshot tool. And this form is kind of just a, a checkoff form, one page. We didn't need to make it too complicated here. But that our speech therapist said upon screen and or evaluation of the resident, hey, we have identified these three areas. MDS, here's what we found. Please make sure that you're capturing this on your MDS because we think this resident needs our services. And we have found enormous success over that uh, since implementing this form. Um, in fact, we've found that the average daily speech rate has gone up over $4 a day since implementing this form, which for you know, a number of residents per your length of stay is very impactful over time. Absolutely. That's huge progress. I know providers would be very interested to hear that. So tell me about a little bit more about um, the PT and OT snapshot, where you are with that, what your success has been so far, what your projections are with it. Okay, yes. So when we saw the success with the speech snapshot email, we thought for our, our customers that we truly want to be partners with and, and improve their nursing and NTA scores in addition to the therapy scores. We said, well, what can we do that's similar? We've seen such success with speech. So we worked together with Gravity Healthcare Consulting to develop a form that essentially, again, has kind of a checkoff of red flags or triggers to say, hey, MDS, we found these things. We know that therapists are one of the few clinicians that get in front of the resident for an uninterrupted amount of time, especially in those first couple of days. A lot of times, you know, the nursing team and social work and, you know, all the other members of the interdisciplinary team are, are in and out and they are and they're very vital in that role. However, therapists tend to spend that most quality uninterrupted time. 
um, during our evaluation and treatment process. So we may notice that a resident is having shortness of breath and nursing didn't notice that because they weren't in there doing something that might have you know, required the resident to demonstrate such, a, such an issue. Or we might hear the resident say that they have a diagnosis that wasn't in their hospital record. And then that triggers us to say, well, we better reach out to their PCP and find out, is this a real diagnosis? Because this is something that nursing should be capturing on the MDS and be coded because if we're gonna provide care for this, then we need to be reimbursed appropriately for it. So it's the same idea, it's a form, our therapists fill it out during their evaluation. Following the evaluation, they send it over to MDS to make sure that everything we found, MDS also has in their, um, you know, in their documentation to code. Um, also, additionally, we did put a, recommend, a recommended ICD-10 diagnosis on that form because we have, as a company, spent a lot of hours training our, our therapists on ICD-10 coding. Um, we know that MDS and nursing are still really the experts in this area, but we wanted our therapists to also feel confident to be able to say, this is the one that we feel is clinically appropriate, as well as we know financially maybe more beneficial for the facility. Yeah, absolutely. The ICD-10 coding, everybody knows it can't be understated since it impacts so many of the different categories. We've actually been doing ICD-10 for PDPM training for MDS coordinators and for other members of the interdisciplinary team at Gravity, and it's really had huge success for a lot of our clients. I think it's really Thanks. interesting as you talk about the PT and OT snapshot, you know, the speech therapy snapshot is geared at increasing therapy reimbursement. But the PT and OT snapshot, because there's so little that therapy could impact as far as that reimbursement goes, the real focus there is to impact nursing and NTA reimbursement. So um, how long have you had the PT and OT snapshot in place? Have you, are you at the point now where you've gotten um, results with that? Or are you still looking at what you, what kind of projections you had as you move to the future? We are still in the process of analyzing that data. So we actually just implemented it about 45 days ago. Okay. And um, unfortunately with PDPM, it's not something that you can really see an impact over a week or two. You really need to monitor things, in my opinion, anywhere from 30 days to a quarter at a time. So I am keeping an eye on it. I have seen some success in the nursing category so far, but I am really waiting for a full quarter's worth of data to analyze and see its impact. The speech snapshot email really did take a full quarter to make sure that our therapists were utilizing it appropriately, which is what we want to see with the PT and OT, and that our, our interdisciplinary team and MDS coordinators were really truly understanding the value of it as well um, and taking that information and utilizing it also. So I think a full quarter's worth of data we have a lot of hope that we're going to see this be um, impactful when it comes to the nursing and NTA scores. Truly, our PT and OT scores, from what I am seeing out there in national data from other consulting firms and research that I have analyzed so far, I think we're right on par right now. Obviously, we always want to continue to succeed and improve, but I think that the nursing and NTA, with the help of these PT and OT snapshots, I, I'm anxious to see these numbers go up. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you, we've discussed before about your concierge model at Flagship. Can you tell me a little bit about that and why providers chose to go with that? Because if I, as I've talked to some other rehab providers, uh, I have found that they were not able to convince uh, customers to go with this type of model and only were able to uh, negotiate therapy uh, percentage of therapy only. So curious to hear a little bit more about the concierge contract and why you recommend that providers consider that. Sure. So actually about two thirds of, of flagships customers and partners chose the concierge model. Wow. And I think that's a testament to who flagship is. I think that they trusted us as their partners. We explained going into PDPM that this really needed to be a partnership for so long. The burden has been on therapy to deliver that those minutes to push for reimbursement. Um, and again, Flagship always delivered what was appropriate. We were not a company that ever said, you have to have an RU or, or we're not going to be happy with that. We always said, you do what that resident needs. And I think moving into PDPM, our, our partners knew and trusted us to provide quality of care and to help them now navigate this new world of, okay, so it's not just a burden on therapy anymore to, to document and justify the need for skilled services. It truly is a nursing and interdisciplinary burden now, for lack of better terms, but, but we all needed to work together and they trusted us to do that and to help navigate them through it because, I mean, again, we were more the experts on how to justify skilled care. So they knew they needed our help. And I think that they have found that we have been there for them every step of the way. We have done countless trainings. Um, I, as the PDPM operator, am reaching out on a monthly basis at least to say, you know what, I'm noticing that this number's dropping a little bit. Has there been a change with anything in your team? Did your MDS coordinator go out? Is your social worker not there to do the BIMS correctly? Etc. And I think that that concierge package is what allows us to do that because we are just as vested in those nursing and NTA numbers and reimbursement and ensuring that we're getting the credit for the services that we're providing um, as we are for the therapy components. Wow, Ashley, that really sounds amazing what you guys have been able to accomplish with the concierge contract. Can you tell us a little bit of the detail about what a concierge contract is and how it's different from the percent of therapy model? Absolutely. So the concierge contract essentially said, as true vested partners, flagship will take a certain percentage of your PTOT speech, nursing, and NTA CMGs. Whereas the PTOT speech therapy model is just flagship being vested in those three categories and only getting a percentage of those three categories. Um, under the concierge package, we really wanted to, again, ensure to our partners that we were there for them in every single aspect. So our clinical therapy directors who run the day-to-day -day, um, on-site are highly involved in every single meeting, in every single aspect when it comes to admission, pre-admission screening, ensuring that they're looking through those charts with nursing and MDS and admissions to make sure that you know, this is an appropriate candidate. Um, to scrub those, those records for 
diagnoses, comorbidities, et cetera, making sure that throughout the stay that we are over communicating in parts of these, in, in every single meeting to ensure that we are capturing everything that we're doing. Is there a trigger for an IPA that we need to maybe alert MDS to? Is there an ICD-10 code change that we maybe want to look at and if it's going to benefit reimbursement? Um, just really over-delivering, not just therapy, but being a true part of the interdisciplinary team to help with the nursing and NTA components as well. Yeah, you know, that really is in alignment with what I have recommended to so many clients. I have said that, you know, there's a real potential for conflict of interest if it's a percent of therapy, not to say if you have a good provider that that's not going to work out just fine. But, um, you know, even when it comes to IPA, section GG score changes, that's going to impact nursing and therapy inversely. So if the therapy company is doing percent of therapy only, they're going to be incentivized to uh, adjust the therapy reimbursement to, the, to increase their percentage, which might actually hurt your overall per diem. So it really makes a lot of sense. It gives a great alignment of, of initiatives and goals together. So we all have the same vision. We're all working towards the same goal. I really agree with you clinically that therapists have a really unique level of access to a resident at a very high clinical level and are able to um, interpret information and gather news that's really clinically relevant about these indicators that impact reimbursement. And uh, I recommend to clients all the time that they consider going with the percent of total, the concierge model, you guys call it a flagship versus a percent of just the therapy. One thing for providers to think about too, um, many therapy providers may come in at a slightly lower percentage than others, but they might be including the non-case mix, the daily room and board rate that you're getting as part of their reimbursement. And so that's something to make sure that you find out about in your analysis and understand well which components are actually going to be, uh, a percentage is gonna be taken. I actually just did an analysis just last week for a client of mine who was looking at uh, the percent of total versus the percent of therapy and this client wanted to know what's the bottom line difference let's say none of my CMGs change based on the data I accomplished last month what's the difference between these two models I was surprised when I ran the analysis because of how well that therapy company had structured their offer and their deal the difference was $1,300 in a month for uh, a company joining with a company in a way that motivates them and incentivates them to drive that provider's total per diem versus just the focus on rehab. So I thought that was really interesting that because it was priced so well um, and the percentages were correct, that um, that was almost no additional cost to that particular provider. And it goes to show that if you partner with the right provider or the right therapy vendor, they're going to help drive up your daily per diems. And actually that cost should be well offset over time if you've partnered with the right person and you should actually see an overall increase in your therapy margin. So really interesting right. model to think about and for providers to really reconsider. You know, a lot of people said, let's do a six month therapy contract and then we'll all get together and, and reassess. And then COVID came in March, six months after PDBM. So I think that's been put on the back burner for a lot of providers, but mm -hmm. I think now is the perfect time to begin to reconsider that and think what's the right fit for you and your organization. I agree with you, Melissa. I think that um, this has definitely been a challenging year. And I think that our partners that did choose the therapy percentage contract are now stopping and taking pause for a minute and, and reconsidering. And we're happy to support them in whatever decision they make. 
but I think that through this past year, just seeing our support of them through this challenging time has made them question if possibly the concierge package should be the route they go with moving forward, knowing that we have really worked so hard for our are all of our partners, but in particular our concierge customers, to ensure that through COVID they were also coding, you know, isolation and and all of those nursing aspects that we know that they have been bombarded with um, correctly. So I think that this is definitely a good time for all vendor or all all facilities to be considering if they have the correct contract with their vendor. Absolutely. Anything else you would like our listeners to know about flagship or the PDPM champion approach you guys embrace? I would say just in general, like I, I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, that this has been an exciting move and it has had its challenges. But overall, the focus on the resident and all the quality care that's being provided to them should be number one. And I think for flagship, it always has been, but with PDPM, it really makes, it really shines what flagship's expertise is. And that is resident care and quality services being provided to residents first and foremost. So very excited that this is the model we're, we're with. And I'm excited to see the data has shown that as a provider, Flagship was ready for this, and we're ready to continue to improve. My favorite Maya Angelou quote is, do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. And I think we are at that point now. We now know better. We know, now know the areas that we can continue to improve upon, and it's time to really analyze that data, analyze all the areas of care that we're providing, and say, how can we now do better? And I think if we do that, we're going to see it in our financial reimbursement as well, which is exactly what the, the idea is. Yes. One of the things I say all the time is that if you put the patient first and you bill everything accurately, the reimbursement will always follow and it'll be mm-hmm. well protected from denials and scrutiny because you did the right thing from the beginning. And it sounds like that's Perfect. exactly what's happening at Flagship. Yep. I agree with that, Melissa. Ashley, this discussion has been so engaging. Thanks so much for joining me today and generously sharing with our listeners about all the exciting things going on at Flagship. Please keep us posted on how things are going. I'm sure our listeners would like an update in the future as you continue to see the impact of the snapshots and your concierge contract. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks for joining us. And if you enjoyed today's content, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Remember, It's not just what you know, but how you apply it that makes all the difference. See you next time. Flagship Rehabilitation is a contract therapy partner based out of the Mid-Atlantic region, providing physical, occupational, and speech therapy services to skilled nursing, CCRCs, life plan communities, home health, and hospitals. Flagship's mission is to deliver person-centered care with innovative solutions and exceptional care models. Flagship Rehab Champions clinically driven operations, drives quality outcomes, and fosters compliance monitoring and risk management using data analytics. Learn more at flagshiprehab.com today.